it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. This episode is sponsored by Arian Hargrove and Love for Systems, LLC. Driving results and improving lives one system at a time. Visit our website at loveforsystems.com. That's love4systems.com. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am super excited to share today's episode with you. I had an awesome conversation with four other beauty professionals about Self Made, the Netflix series inspired by Madam C.J. Walker. So this is a little bit of a different type of episode today, but it was so much fun really chatting with these other fellow beauty professionals, getting their insight on the movie, what they thought about it, how they were inspired by it, and what business tips did they take from the movie as well. So I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. And in light of everything that has been going on in the world today, I think this movie was right on time. It was something that was needed, something that was very inspirational and motivational. And so I definitely want to tell you, spoiler alert, if you have not seen it, you definitely are going to get some spoilers in this podcast episode today. But I want to share with you who was on the podcast, Jessica Bolden. We also had Atara Adianju. And I also had Denitra Gregory and Megan Mitchell and, of course, myself. So we had a great conversation. Before we get into the discussion, I want to share one of my favorite quotes by Madam C.J. Walker. And it says, keep in mind that you have something that the person standing before you really needs. Imagine yourself a missionary and convert him. I love that because we all have something to offer the world. We all have a purpose. And we all are here for a reason. And I think that it is really great that she shared her life and she shared her passion with the world. And she was one of the first millionaires, black female millionaires. And she has an awesome story. I think you're really going to enjoy this discussion. And here it goes. Hey, welcome to the self-made discussion we have some awesome beauty professionals here i am super excited to have this conversation we have jessica bolden we have tara adianju we have megan mitchell and we have denicia gregory so starting with jessica go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit, bit about you and your business jessica Hi, everyone. My name is Jessica Bolden, owner of Salon Artistry Studios. I've been in ownership um, with the salon for about six years now, and I'm super excited to be on. Thank you, Brandy, for having me. Awesome. Thank you for being on. And Atara, tell us about you and your business. Introduce yourself. Hey, everybody. I'm Atara Adeyanju. I am a Baltimore-based makeup artist and beauty educator of 11 years. Um, I also um, am the owner of Living My Best Makeup Artist Life, which is my t-shirt line designed for makeup artists. Um, I'm a mom, and my mission is to help beautypreneurs up-level in all areas, including social media, their business. The business side is so important, so that's my passion. And I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Brandy, for having me. Great. Glad to have you. And Megan, introduce yourself, please. Hi, everyone. I'm really excited to be here, and thanks for having me. I'm a hair care 
specialist, a veteran stylist of over 35 years, and also the owner of Megan Mitchelson Line. I'm in Royal Oak. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> Welcome. And Denitra, tell us about yourself, introduce yourself and your business. Hi, I'm Denitra Gregory, owner of Unforgettable You LLC. It's an image consulting company. We do drug styling, personal shopping, um, women's empowerment events, self-esteem coaching. Um, we have uh, a host of products and services that we offer uh, women of, um, of all ages and calibers of life and um, just excited to join. So, uh, hi everyone else. Sorry I'm late to the party. <laughs> oh, you're right, right, on, right on time, right on time. <laughs> Denitra, we're glad to have you. So yay, ladies, I'm super excited to have this conversation. I think this movie was one of the things that uplifted me during this season that we're all going through together. Um, I wanted to kind of talk about the, the when the movie began um so i want to just kind of go into it i want to talk about the fact that you know she had talked about how hair is power right and she was like you'll never know what it feels like to lose it like you never want to know what it feels like to lose your hair and it was just interesting showing how it went just maybe stress and the life that she was living um and maybe other things as well diet and all those types of things contributed to her losing her hair you know just going through a stressful time in life and how even her husband at that particular time treated her and everything but who wants to chime in on the whole thing about hair is power who wants to kind of chime in on that i'll start um hair truly is power and of course being a hair professional um, I see so many women that sit in my chair and even with the beauty, the aesthetics of hair and hair care, oftentimes we lose the fact that it's power and it is totally related to the confidence that a woman has. And so you think about losing your hair, that is essentially losing a piece of your power. And so I just love how that was highlighted within the movie that, listen, she was there to make women feel beautiful, to make women empowered, to help them feel empowered and confident mm -hmm. all over again if it was missing in their lives. Right, Absolutely. right. Absolutely. I like what she said, making products for our hair is uh, my passion. That's how it started off. And I just love that, that she was passionate about that. I just wanted to, to kind of piggyback off of hair is powerful. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people are so surprised and shocked when I make kind of contrary comments about that. Um, I think I think that we give hair power. I don't think that it's necessarily powerful. And the reason that I can say that is, um, you know, what happens to a woman who, like you said, loses her hair? Does she lose her power? Does she lose a certain amount of power? I think that we give things um power and when it's not there or when we lose it then it becomes a self-esteem issue and so you know for me talking to our girls about how uh you're beautiful however you are is important versus giving power to something that quite frankly um 
could be temporary, temporary, you know, so that's my, that's my spill on that. A lot of people are so shocked and surprised. They're like, you do hair, you do makeup, or you're in fashion. How come you, and um, I, I think that it's important, but I think that when we give things certain power, then that becomes a bigger issue. I understand um, where you're coming from with that, but I do feel like there is power within it. And I'm going to tell you why, because it's something about when your hair is done, when you look good, it gives you confidence. It changes the way you look and it can, it can lift your mood sometimes. And so I do feel like it does have some form of power now i also do agree with you that we give it power and it could be a bald confident woman i've seen bald women be just as confident as any woman with hair but there is is something about uh when you get your hair done that, that gives you a boost of confidence i feel i agree anybody else want to chime in on the power piece Awesome. So, uh, so I just want to know, like, when you think of self-made the series, um, what are your thoughts on this series? Well, I think they told a story. They told a, um, a aspect of the story. I, I just, you know, you just, when, when, it, when you think about what they had to go through, I mean, not having, I mean, they were at their rawest forms of um, sales and um, getting their pro their product out and dealing with with where um, society never seen black women do that kind of stuff. So can you just imagine what they had to go through? I mean, I'm sure they just touched, they just told a little aspect of some of the story, but uh, I can only imagine the hurdles that her and Addie or Annie Malone had to uh, go through and being a woman um, trying to make it, dealing with personal relationships, um, trying to deal with business, and um, just jumping those hurdles. So um, on, on that note, um, I thought that they told a story and they kind of, you know, they just told a light story of what they went through. Um, I know that the series would probably be six months to a year long if they, could, <laughs> they had to deal with everything that they, they could go with. But, you know, um, I enjoy just having Madam C.J. Walker highlighted personally. You know, um, I felt, you know, it was, a, it was a story told. How do you all feel? I think Atara wanted to chime in. Tell us what you think. Okay, the one thing that kind of got me that I kind of never knew about the story, we always knew that she was the first millionaire woman, that she was the first woman and in, in, in a sense that had a beauty business that was very successful, but I never knew the part about her taking this necessarily formula idea from her friend. And that's the part that really has shock value to me. The fact that um, it was brought out that it wasn't entirely originally her idea, that she got it from someone else. Um, and that's, I just couldn't believe that part for me that I had no clue. I don't know if that's ever been shared before. Did anybody yeah. know that? It, it, it's been shared. It's definitely okay. been shared. Um, uh -huh. it's, they have facts and even in the book, um, on her own ground, they, they said that she was a poor role agent 
Now, how their relationship uh, unfolded and um, all the rivalry that, that they, they showed, I don't know how true that was, but yes, Madam C.J. Walker was a parole agent and, um, you know, the best ideas are, are taken, you know, and added on, you know, so, and we see that today. You know, we have, um, you know, all just all these wonderful entrepreneurs that that people have stepped ahead of them and, you know, they're doing the same thing. So, yeah. 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 You know what I think? I didn't realize that either, but there's nothing new under the sun. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know. (laughs) She like the movie made it seem like she kind of stole it from her and she wanted to work with her, but but she didn't want her to work with her and all that. But and um if you read up on it, um that Maddie Malone actually uh taught her everything that she knew, and she actually was like Mega said, one of her sales reps, and she worked with her, and they and then I guess they fell out, they had some type of beef, and then when that happened, Sarah left. And when she left, she started her own company. And that happens a lot of times. There's nothing wrong with pursuing your own thing. Right, right. Because if you think about it, they said her product was, you know, much better. And she worked really hard to develop it. It wasn't like she, when she took it, I I don't think she knew everything that went into it. But she had to learn Mm -hmm. it and figure it out and figure out how to make this particular product herself. And so, so she still deserves all the credit for for the whole product. Absolutely. You can't take anything from her. You know, she bottled, the one thing she did bottle was determination. You know, so that was half the battle, half the battle. Right, right. So who else wants to chime in on that? I I loved, I personally um, thought that they did a really good job with um, the layers. I think it was so colorful. One of the biggest components for me was the period dressing <laughs> and the oh, of course <laughs> yes um but the layers inter in the intertwining of the relationships was just so on point to me between um madam and her daughter between her and her husband and then the two women who were kind of you know colliding and it just showed it just like you said it's nothing new under the sun um I would have personally, and I think that she probably, it just show it in the movie where she tried to collaborate with her versus branching out on her own. Um, And so that was an interesting component to me was that, you know, basically they couldn't collaborate because it was a competition almost. And so um, the layers of the movie were, it was just, it was it was just phenomenal. Like it 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 basically dealt. With, I mean, it dealt with her being uh, sexually assaulted. It dealt with her her husband being abusive at some at times. It dealt with her daughter. She and her daughter's relationship. It was just so well um, interwoven, and the layers were just beautifully done to me. Okay, I I think it was good. Uh, there were some things that I didn't like. So I want to talk about what we like about it. So what I did not like was the music was unrealistic because you got to think this is the 1800s. <laughs> right. Yes. Get down somewhere with that music. Okay. That is not 1800 music. <laughs> Secondly, I understand 
that she probably had to fight for her brand and she was it was her against Maddie or Addie or whatever, right? But the thing of it is, is they did too much of that in the ring stuff. They kind of carried that on and on. Yeah, yeah, it was a little drawn out. Yeah. It was a little drawn out. So that's what I thought. What's your feedback on it? Well, I think that um, in movies, sometimes when they put the the music for nowadays, it's, it kind of showing you that the, the storyline is ain't nothing changed under the sun. You know, um, same stuff, different day. Um, I personally, um, because knowing both women's story very well, um, Addie, Annie Malone, she had so much going on. She didn't have time to be following behind Madam C.J. Walker the way they portrayed. You know, I think that they may have fallen out, but um you know both women kind of blew up in different areas and and you know like if you actually they have a harlem digi digital blog that can really highlight um the different uh areas that people were and what they did they, it's, it's it's historical and you would see that you know um Madam kind of went one way and Annie went another way um, in the movie, you know. So, and as an entrepreneur, uh, if somebody really wanted to sell my product and if I didn't feel like they represented me, well, I'm sure that they would have had um, their, their own following. So I think I probably would have let her work for me more. I wouldn't have... Uh, you know, I, hey, I would have just told her where I wanted her to sit. And <laughs> that <moment>. right, right. <laughs> so, you know, but, you know, it would be different if it was a brick and mortar because then you would have someone coming in and that person would be representing you. But a, sale, a sales agent and partner, you know, um, I think that an entrepreneur would have worked that a little bit better and it wouldn't have turned so envious. You know, and history, both of them turns out, you know, turns out, turns out to be winners. Annie kind of outlived Madam uh, by quite a few years, but, you know, I don't think all of it was, you know, they had to create a storyline and that, 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 that would always sell, color and hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess they had to sell it, right? You know, it's yeah, got to sell it. But yeah, some of them was a little bit unrealistic. I'm like, come on, what what are they playing? Like, <laughs> okay, it's the 18th. Really? I feel like Tiffany Haddish. Um, oh yeah, I love I, her. <laughs> I I love her, but as far as like being in the period, she she just didn't fit in. She me struggled. Like <laughs> Let her do comedy. Do comedy, Tiffany. You good at comedy, but baby, mm -mm. she struggled just a little bit. <laughs> but Denise she definitely Denise looks like she does look like her daughter. Those, 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 the costume was good. I do have to admit. Yes, I, I enjoyed that. Okay, yes. well, let's talk about what Tiffany tried to sing, y'all. Oh Lord! <laughs> I think they they may have used her as well for humor because she did bring a lot of lightness to things. Like she wasn't very serious and stuff like that. And just reading about her and her personality—that's how she was. She was very free, and that was kind of how she was. So I think she—I think they—I think they did a good job. 
They said that um, uh-huh. one thing that I did pick up when they called the salon the Dark Tower. Well, um, mm-hmm. the Dark Tower was not the name of the salon in, in, in Harlem. However, the Dark Tower was an after-hours place that uh, her daughter had. Oh, wow. And so she did end up having her little uh, juke. It was more <laughs> but it was an after-hours uh, place. Oh, and I heard that Langston Hughes would hang out there, and I heard that she had poetry written on the walls. Wow. And they would have spaghetti dinners. They would have dinners, these dinners, and they wouldn't have any uh, uh, um, utensils to eat with. They would eat with their hands. So you can just imagine (laughs) the naughtiness that happened. (laughs) Wow. Interesting, interesting. So what I want to talk about your business. So let's think about the movie and everything and about what we learned from um, Madam C.J. Walker. What business lessons did you take from the movie? For me, the biggest takeaway was how important it is, y'all, to tell your story. People buy from you when you tell your story. She could have sat there all day holding up the tens or whatever, but as soon as she started engaging people, telling her story, talking about and being relatable, then that's when everybody started pulling their purses out. So for me, just with sales, people always are going to buy from you. They're going to always buy from you and you can relate to them and connect with them. And social media is big for all of our businesses. So for me, that was the biggest thing, the power of telling your story. Every time she started telling stories and gathering people, the sales, they started coming in. So that was big. I agree. I like that too. That stood out to me as well. What about you, Jessica? Definitely her perseverance, her tenacity, her boldness. Um, she was like non, like no, no nonsense. She did not take no for an answer. And if she got a no, she, it wasn't going to stop her. She came up with a plan B, a plan C, a plan D. It was, it was not the end. And so oftentimes, too, even when we are dealing with things in our personal lives, which I think they highlighted that very well in the movie, um she didn't let that stop her you know she dealt with it handled it as best as she could but then she kept going because she knew that her dream was bigger than herself and it really was to empower the women in her community the women in her family and for generations to come yeah yeah yes i agree anybody else want to chime on that what business lesson did you take from the movie I, um, I personally, I love her creativity. She, um, you know, like Atara was saying, she used her stories and she poured that into her business, into her product. Um, and to me, she was quite innovative for that time. So I liked, I liked how innovative she was and I liked her, um, creativity. I thought that was very powerful. I agree. You know what I what I took from it is that she was always educating herself. If you know that she started off, if you look from where she started as a young girl whose parents were were slaves and how she came up and then if you notice when she started talking to these men in different places and being able to go in there and say, look, I own this business. I have this vision. And she was talking to all these 
influential black men, influential white men, and she didn't care. But she had, she knew the verbiage and she knew how to speak and how to carry herself. And if you notice, they showed at times where she would be reading and she would use different quotes and stuff, you know, and things like that. And so that's what would really inspire me is that she was always educating herself, always trying to get better and always trying to improve herself so that she could grow and continue to grow and continue to grow. And you can see so much growth in her from when she started till, you know, when she ended for sure. Absolutely. Yes. So what do you, what will what do you, what does it mean to be self-made? Just doing things on your own terms. That's good. Um, and, and just going about it, about it your way, you know, um, and putting your faith in God, <laughs> but never losing sight of that vision either. You know, and just that the perseverance. So I was definitely, I would say, making it happen. What you think? Well, you know, I I, I agree with all of that, what you said. Um, I think it's paving your own way. Mm -hmm. and Absolutely. Not being afraid to just do what's right for you and what you feel. You know, um, and I know sometimes, think about it, ladies, as entrepreneurs, we get ideas all the time. Um, we, come, we come up with things, and sometimes it's scary to do, do things differently, to do things that haven't been done before, to step outside of your comfort zone. And I think that in order to be self-made, you have to step out there. You have to walk in a room that you've never walked in before. You have to connect with people that you've never connected with before. You have to do things that you've never done before. Hey, and feel the fear and do it anyway. Right, right. And you gotta go places that you've never been, right? Yeah. So I think that's what it takes for you to be self-made. You mm -hmm. have to you have to take those steps. You have to step out there and do whatever it takes, no matter what. And you have to do the hard things. You have to do the things that other people won't do to have right. the things that other people won't have because that's the only way you're going to be self-made. So that's right. my thoughts on it. And, and I, would, I would also say being okay with, um, with your individual journeys. A lot of times, you know, especially in the beauty industry, you see someone doing the same thing. Um, and I know a lot of people are discouraged by that, but you know, we, we really do, we really do have a unique, you know, fingerprint. And then, so just being okay with, um, taking your journey and, um, and injecting your story into, into your business, into your, um, whatever you're creating or whatever you're doing, being okay, like you said, Brandy, with doing it your way. That's what I want to say. Being okay with doing it your way. Are you frustrated with your business not producing consistent results and in income? Maybe you feel more like an employee than a CEO. It's time to change that. Become a thriving CEO. The right systems will give you the freedom to focus on money-generating tasks and provide an exceptional experience for your clients. Our goal is for you to streamline your business processes and systems to create flexibility, freedom, and cash flow. Schedule your free discovery call today with Arian Hargrove at loveforsystems.com. Driving results and improving lives one system at a time. I love that, Denitra, because we are all 
created uniquely different, right? And we all have a purpose. And we Absolutely. all have, there's millions and billions of people in the world. So there's, there's always going to be some people that I can reach that that people that will connect with me. And then there's going to be people that will connect with Jessica. There's going to be people that will connect with Atara that we, I would never connect with. And that's okay. We have our audience and some people are going to be drawn to your story. Some people are going to be drawn to Megan's story. So it's okay to be you. You know what makes it different? I don't care if I sold the same coat that Denitra sold and whatever, and it's the same type of products that she had. What makes a difference is Denitra is Denitra. She's going to put her own style on it. She's going to get talked and connect with her people in a way that I won't. And I'm going to put my own style on it. And we, you know, we're all different. We all have different fingerprints. We all have a different purpose and we all have a different style and we're all different people. And that's what makes us unique. So our, our lifestyles alone, the whatever we've been through in life, our walks, our journeys, all, makes us all very uniquely different as well. And so our paths are going to be different. How we do things are going to be different. The people we attract are going to be different. So that's what makes it different. The difference is you. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so what, what inspired you about the movie? whole theme surrounding legacy building um because i have a daughter so i think about you know what i want to leave to her when she gets old and it was just beautiful how she saw her daughter like grow um through the process and i mean when they did like the recap at the end like all that just got me so emotional like when they did like the visual of her standing with her daughter the, the adopted daughter and then her parents or whatever like that was beautiful to me just the story that she told. So for me, legacy building, making sure that we're leaving something for our children. They may not want to pick it up, but they have the option of having something available to them um, through our work in our beauty business and mm -hmm. involving them. I think that's a beautiful thing. That was inspiring. Jessica, what inspired you? I would say, honestly, kind of the same thing, legacy and generational wealth. Um, a lot of the conversations that in the black community is probably a little bit more taboo or less talked about. Um, and I guess the, the other biggest piece is the power of collaborating with our sister. You know, like that's just key, especially in a time where, like Denitra said, we, it's so many of us in the beauty industry, hair industry and what have you, but we all have our own story we all have our own product and we all have our own way of doing things and sometimes bringing it together is is so much powerful when we're together so those two main things anybody else want to want to share what inspired them for me it was um it was she she didn't take no for an answer <laughs> She was very tenacious and very bold and very confident in who she was and she believed in her product. And so even if some even if she did uh, have a no, she went in another direction. I mean, that confidence to me stood out tremendously. Um, so if one person says no, you go to the next person or you know, the investor piece was just like incredible how she had the confidence to, you know, go boldly and request funding for her, for her legacy um, was just tremendous. So the biggest thing for me was not taking no for an answer. And, it, and if that is the answer, going a different route, 
um, to get to get what you want. Right, right. I agree, Denitra. Um, I think she was very bold, and and that was something. You know, she she just stood up and asked her what she wanted, and she didn't care. You know, <laughs> and sometimes that's what you got to do. You know, you got to ask for it. You know. You know, you got to ask for it. You got to seek. You got to knock down doors to get what you want. And you can't be afraid of the no because, right. you know, you, sometimes you got to get through the no's to get to the yeses. That's my thing in sales. You know, I have a sales background. You got to get through the no's to get to the yeses. So you got to be, you know, take a no with with grace and ease and next, <laughs> you know. Right. So, but, but you know what inspired me, though? I really think I love how she understood that building a team and adding value to other people and creating something that could bring wealth to not just herself but other women mm -hmm. and, and empower other women to be able to live lives that they wanted to live in and she had thousands i think they said ten thousand women on her sales team across the country and she had 10,000 women selling products for her. That was so inspiring to me because yeah. it wasn't just about her. And in order to grow something that big, like a multi-million dollar company that she had, you have you can't do it by yourself. You need other people. And you have to be able to come together and pour into other people and hire other people and help develop them. And that's what she did. She provided jobs for a lot of Black people. And that's something that inspired me. Yeah, so anybody else want to chime in on that? Are we <laughs> we're good on that? No, no, Megan. Okay, good, good. So I think I think um, overall it was a great movie. Now, what did you guys think about the end of the movie? I was kind of surprised that she decided, like when they when she had the convention and the women were there and they were like protesting and striking. I was kind of surprised that she. Um, Actually, because remember, she went to Rockefeller's backyard or whatever. She was talking to him, and he was telling her, well, if they don't like what you want to do, you let them go. And um, I was surprised when she actually decided that, hey, I am going to stick with these women, and we're going to do this thing. I don't need this drugstore deal or whatever. I mean, that was surprising to me, that part. And me too. Me too, because I, I didn't think she was going to do that. I thought she was going to follow what he said. Right, right. Mm -hmm. That just shows that it wasn't all about the dollar for her, right? Right. It was about empowering the women and keeping right. them. And the women really counted. And what the women wanted mattered matter to her. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I want to touch on it. We didn't talk about this, but I want to touch on her husband cheating on her. Guys. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You know, they typecast him for bad husband all the time. They do. He's always the bad husband. husband. That's his role. That's his role. But he still looked good, though. He got yeah, to be 60. He still looked good it look good though to be you know up there he get but men do that men age gracefully and a lot of times men look they look better yeah. when they get older right so yeah. that's, what's that's, what's my yep. that's what's different about men <laughs> but do you think she neglected her husband probably yes absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> been on that teacher. what do you think hey, she didn't have she didn't have social media and push sin. She had social media, he would have been all right. Yeah. Go and be out there. <laughs> right. I want the teacher to chime in. I'm interested to hear what she thinks about it. I think it's always a um a struggle, you know, between that balance and 
you know, a, a business is like a baby. And a lot of times women give all their attention to babe, to the baby and the, the husband feels neglected. And that's just what happens, you know, to a business that you're trying to, um, trying to build from the ground up. So I, yeah, she did. She neglected him. <laughs> you know, and, uh, she, I, apparently she didn't have anyone around like girl go home and uh fix some dinner right you know or whatever yeah she she neglected him that, but that doesn't excuse the cheating i'm not excusing it i'm not excusing it but At i do feel all. like it's a lesson to be learned for women entrepreneurs though right because we have to understand that we need to take care of home you know, get so consumed, and I've done it before myself. Got so consumed in what I was doing that I forgot about my husband. You know, because I was so all into whatever I'm working on, whatever I'm doing. So we just have to remember that you know, home comes first, and that's somebody that you want to be able to share those successes with. That's somebody that you want to be able to cry on their shoulders when things aren't going well. And if it falls through, if that business falls through, you want to be able to come home to him as well then. And so you want to make sure that that's your second to God. That's your number one relationship. That's the most important relationship. So you don't want to neglect your husband. I don't excuse. He shouldn't have cheated. He probably should just communicate it like I'm being neglected, like you need to come home. And being a man, you could be wrong or something. Huh? I think he was kind of... He had mentioned about going to get some Hennessy and yeah. 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 Get a couple of steaks. He was trying, but you know what? He he did start off pretty supportive. Mm -hmm. Had there been, you know, he was shampooing hair. Had there been social media back then, she would have, she probably would have kept him. What's one part that I didn't talk about, but this tripped me out. Remember when she went to the funeral home, y'all? Yes. Wait a minute. When she was walking in the field, my husband was like, did she do something with him? And I was like, what was that what you automatically thought? Because her hair was looking crazy. So he right, thought she right. went on ahead and did what she had to do to get the money, right? <laughs> but when, when they showed the playback that she had got that, pulled that gun out her purse, I was like, oh, battle. <laughs> now, you, all entrepreneurs know you need just a little bit of gang stuff in there, so yeah. <laughs> right, right. She was gangster. She pulled that gun out. I was like, oh. <laughs> she had to handle that, but uh, I just wanted to talk about Tara, what you thinking about? I'm, I, 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 I I don't know when I saw that, the first thing that came to mind was Harriet Tubman. I don't know why, but that's the first thing that came to my mind when I saw that. I wasn't expecting that. But the fact that that kind of stuff happened even back then is crazy to me. Like, you know, it's crazy that that kind of stuff, you know, happened back then, too. Oh, for, for, for since the beginning of time, dear. <laughs> no, I know, I know, but it's still shocking. It's yeah. still shocking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think this has been an awesome uh, conversation. And uh, does anybody else have anything that they want to chime in on about the movie? 
So I guess that, but I'll, I'll just say this. I really appreciate you ladies for sharing in on the conversation with me. I think at a time like this, the movie, you know, I'm a, I'm a movie buff. We always criticize movies, but I loved it because of the story that it told. And it told the story of, of beauty, you know, the beauty industry, beauty professionals, and how it shows how important this industry is. And it reminds you, people forget, they forget that this industry is the shit. They forget that. They forget how important the beauty industry is. And it just, I think it's even some more so empowering because I know we're going to bounce back from this and we're going to have rise above it and we're going to be okay because the beauty, the beauty industry has been heavily hit. And I think this was a time right now where we need to see that we need to see a strong black woman. We need to see a black entrepreneur making multi-millions of dollars in her business no matter what doors being closed on her when men coming after her having to um you know fight against different things that in life but still she persevered still created her company still did what she had to do and that's what we're going to have to do and this is a very important industry people underestimate this industry all the time and they don't realize how much power it is in the beauty industry and how powerful we are and so i think that um it just really inspired me and it reminded me and not, and not even just the beauty industry, but I'm talking about black beauty, you know, yeah. how powerful our beauty is and what we had right. to go through. Cause she now, she was not only a woman, she was a black woman. So that's two strikes against you at that, that you have to work twice as hard. And it just shows how hard she worked, how dedicated she was. And I think that's what the impact of that movie really had on me. Mm -hmm. I, can I just chime in for just a second? I think that, that um, you touched on a really, really um, important point. And what, what I want to touch on is that, you know, Black women, um, albeit we are strong and, you know, we always have to have, we always have to have a, a leg up and we always have to be like ahead of, but I just, just in case we don't get on this subject, it's really, really important as Black women, as strong as we are, to also um, embrace our weakness and um, and just realizing sometimes when it's time to sit down, <laughs> when it's time to do that self care, when it's time to reach out if you need help, when it's time to say, yeah, I committed to this, but today I you know, I, I need, I need to take care of myself. So, you know, being, being that woman and, and finally realizing that it was okay to take a seat sometimes and not have to, um, not necessarily, not have to prove that I was just this powerful woman all of the time and just sit down and receive healing and, and take care of, take care of ourselves. I think that is something that we don't talk about enough. Um, we, you know, you hear about this powerful black woman, but then you don't hear about the struggles, you know, that she has when she goes home and she deals with herself. So self-care and just really taking care of ourselves, it's just a narrative that we need to start talking about also. I agree, yeah. Denisha, and I think we definitely do need to take better care of ourselves. And um, 
and just embrace the femininity of being a woman. Sometimes black women almost feel like they got to be the man and the woman. You know what I'm saying? We got to be, you know what I mean? By that, right? You do. Like, you got to be the man and the woman. And I like, I like being able to just be a woman. And and it was an article that hurt my feelings because I have a teenage daughter. It was something, they, they were talking about black teenage women. And it had actually stated like, you know, how the, the black teenage lady, young lady is forgotten. And I really resonated with that, guys, because it was like when I turned 13, it was like, oh, you grown now. You don't exist anymore. It was like up until then, I was the baby. I was the, you know, everybody was paying attention to me, right? But it was like once I hit ninth grade, they forgot about me. I really felt forgotten. And that's why I've been striving so hard to make my daughter uh, realize that she's not forgotten. And I'll be all up in her business, y'all, all up in everything. Because <laughs> I was forgotten. I was doing so many things I didn't need to be doing because I felt like forgotten. And a lot of people didn't see me. They didn't see that at that time, that was when I needed help the most. That was when I needed support the most. And I realized that in your teenage years, it's really hard. And that's when you need the most support. They think it's when you're little, but no, it's when you're a teenager. It's really hard to be a teenager. And I understand that, and especially a black teenager at that. And they, it was really interesting. They were just talking about how the black teenage woman was forgotten. So yeah, we do need to make sure we take care of ourselves and we don't have to be men. We're women. And it's okay to embrace our femininity. And I want um, Jessica to chime in on self-care and then we'll end it. Yes. Um, self-care, self-healing, self-preservation, um, kind of like what Denisha was saying um, as well. is like we always put ourselves last. Um, and if we continue to put ourselves last, how can we show up for other people? It's impossible to show up for our businesses. It's impossible to show up for our families. Um, and for ourselves. So keep your cup full and do whatever you need to do for self-care. It looks different for everybody. And not getting wrapped up. Yes, painting your nails is good. Yes, getting your hair done is good. But journaling and listening to music and lighting a candle and reflecting on your thoughts has just as much weight as all of the other aesthetics that comes and with self-care. Yeah. What'd you say? And therapy. Yes. Therapy. Too. Yes. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Not well, shopping therapy, but. What did you say about therapy, Megan? I was just saying, not always shopping therapy. Oh, no. Go talk to somebody, honey. Go talk to a therapist. Not, not, not shopping. <laughs> For sure. Just piggybacking back on that, that self-care. One thing that we can definitely say, this pause that we're all experiencing, I, I'm thinking that people are seeing that, um, how important, you know, we, it's like God has just stopped everything for us yeah. to take a, a minute to regroup. Um, yeah. Everything that Jessica said is, is so true. We cannot operate on an empty cup. And uh, like to this evening, once we get off the once we get off this call, I prepared dinner for myself. How many times have I had this time to just cut up celery and mushrooms and onions and everything yes. and into my rice and you know? So this time is 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 so vital, and I'm gonna make sure 
when everything gets up and running that I take more time for myself, you know, as business, as beauty professionals. And I know I do not stand alone. We give a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. we don't, you know, take care of ourselves. We, we will shortchange ourselves. We will. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, awesome, ladies. Well, I think this was great. Um, like I said, I think this movie came out at the right time. I know I needed it. I needed a reminder of just how great and powerful we are and the things that we can do together. And and that's another thing. We need to come together and band together at this time and support each other more because together we win, right? Because together we win, right? Did you ladies hear me? I know we were having some connection issues. Hey, ladies. <laughs> Had a little disconnection issue or whatever. But yeah, thank you so much. It was great chatting with you, Megan. I'm glad you were able to jump on at the last minute. My other two ladies made it, but you were supposed to be here. So I'm super excited to have you here. And oh, Jessica, as always, is a pleasure. Denitra, you know, you're my girl. And Atara is my girl, too, from, um, from over there in Maryland. So I appreciate you so much for your time and having this chat. It was so much fun. And I wish you all the very best. Let's stay connected. And what I was saying before we had our little glitch was that uh, we need to band together now. You know, uh, we we need each other. Check on your sisters, text them, make sure, be praying for people, be keeping connected. It's, it's time for us to band together and support each other. But that's all I have for you today. I want everyone to make sure they stay great. And if anybody doesn't have anything else to add, we're going to end it. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Beauty Network podcast. Please subscribe and support our podcast. Please share it. Share it with your friends and family. Also connect with us. We want to hear from you. Leave us comments. Let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast. Also email us at bb networkpodcast at gmail.com you can also connect with me on instagram at i am brandy taylor and at exquisite looks we're also on facebook and twitter at exquisite looks and you can check out my website at exquisitelooks.com i really hope to hear from you and connect with you so remember that all things are possible if you only believe stay great